To Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome once again to another edition of Faith on Fire. I'm Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. And I'm Pastor Ventaney from Raymond Word of Faith. And I just want to remind you that the Bible says in Romans 1.17 that the just shall live by faith. In Hebrews 11.6, I always messed that up. Hebrews 11.6 said that without faith it's impossible to please God. That he who comes to him must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them who diligently seeks him. We want to talk today about faith, of course, but we also want to talk about specifically uh, Philippians 4.8. That's where I preached from this last Sunday and where we've been talking uh, off the air a little bit about whatever's pure, whatever's true, whatever's noble, think on these things, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy. And it's so easy for us to get negative. I don't know why it is as human beings, but it's easier for us to be negative, I think, in many ways than it is to be positive. When we look at our life, we tend to think of what we don't have more than what we do. When we look at other people, we tend to see their faults more than their um, successes. And for some reason, it tends to be that we are easily, in our human nature, negative. Well, I'm going to say in our fallen nature but we are new creations in Christ Jesus. And I believe this is a show called Faith on Fire. And our objective is always to ignite one's faith on fire. And being that we're new creatures and new creations in Christ Jesus, old things are past, all things become new. And I have one question. Is God positive or negative? See, I, I told some people this on Sunday. I said, God's the original positive thinker. Right. You know, we read books about positive thinking and how you can win through positive thinking and how, all these things about positive. God's the original positive thinker. Yeah. God, and, God says, I, nothing's impossible with me. Right. I mean, and, he, and, he don't say, oh, I can't do that. Oh, there's a limit right there. No. He's, and then he went. He had the audacity to say, Richard, if you can believe all things are possible. Right. So if you can believe you can get out of this negative, negative situation, guess what? You're right. But if you believe you can't get out of it, guess what? You're right. Because as a man think it or believes in his heart, so is he. That's why he told us in Philippians 4.8, think on these things. Because thoughts are things. Think on, which, what did he tell us to think on, Richard? Whatever is pure, whatever is true, whatever is noble. Whatever is good. I think we can find all that in the Word of God. Yeah. He said, think on it. I mean, meditate on these things. Ponder on these things. Because whatever you focus on and think on, you're going to gravitate that direction. 
Well, see, and it's not just in our it's spiritual life. Of course, it's our spiritual life, but it's in all every aspect of our life. You can wake up in the morning and you can talk yourself into not feeling well. Yeah. You can, you know, oh man, I got this ache. I got that pain. And pretty soon that's all you can think about well, is, is what's wrong with you instead of what's right. I'm going back to the word. Jesus revealed to us in Mark eleven twenty three. He said, whatsoever thing you say, if you don't doubt in your heart, but believe the things you say shall come to pass, you'll have whatever you say. So I guess you're right. If I do wake up in the morning and say that, I guess I'll have that. But I can wake up in the morning and say, today's going to be the best day of my life. Glory to God. This is the day that the Lord has made, and I shall rejoice and be glad in it. Guess how my day's going to go? It's going to go as I just declared it. It's going to go well. Because now, now I'm going to start thinking on things which are pure. I'm going to start thinking on what God said in his word. I'll always cause you to triumph. I'll always give you the victory. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Everything is possible through him. He provides all of our needs according to his riches and glory. You know, we, I, I know people, you probably know people, that all they can think about is, oh, man, my health. My health well, see, is not here, good. Here's, here's my health thing, is though. not good. Here's the thing, Richard, for the new creation. You said it off the air. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. We need mind. to transform our Christians, mind. we're not supposed to think like that anymore. We're supposed to think like Jesus thought. He's the sample son. We start, we got to take God's thoughts. He said it in Isaiah, my ways are not your ways. Neither are my thoughts your thoughts. My ways and thoughts are higher than yours. So he was saying, well, bring yours up to where mine are. Start thinking like I think. God don't think, oh, well, I got to get up a day and deal with these cats again. <laughs> he don't think like that. He, you know, he, he declares this is the day that I've made. Right. You know, and, and it doesn't say whatever's pure, whatever's true, whatever's noble, think on these things unless you have bad family or you have bad coworkers or you have terrible neighbors. He says to think on those things always, regardless of what the circumstances are. Well, that's why you got to get the truth of God's word. Can't get away from God's word. You got to get that planted in your heart. The, the Bible says God's word is seed. You get that new seed planted. And Jesus said in Matthew 15, whatever plant that the heavenly father has been planted will be uprooted. So now as a Christian, a born again Christian, one who's re being transformed by the renewing of our mind, you have to allow that old tree, that old image inside of you, that old belief system to be uprooted. And God will uproot it with his word. But you got to get the new seed in and allow the old seed or tree to be uprooted. And that old tree is those old thoughts. Oh, I'll never make it. Nothing good happens to me. Wasn't for bad luck. I have no luck at all. Or, And here's how I hear it a lot is, I don't know why God still got me here. Right, right, right. He's got you, you know, here for a purpose. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why God still got me here. Instead of, God must have something. I tell people... It's because he must have something great for you still. It's not like your best days are behind you or your best health is behind you or the best of your life is behind you. Whenever I hear people say, I, I just don't know why God still has me here. Well, I you say know it's what? because he's got something great in store for you. When I hear people say that, stuff like that, that let me know they have not the knowledge of God. Because the Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for. You need to go into the Word and get you some hope. If you don't have no hope, if you say, Well, my best days are behind me. No, they're not. Your best days, if you're still here on earth, you still got some good in you. Remember See, the we need clock. to convince people of that. And here, the broke clock, a broke clock is right at least twice a day. <laughs> so you have some wisdom that you can impart to the younger generation. The Bible even talks about that in the church, that the older people should be sowing into the younger people. The and women. God will renew our strength. Yeah. So you're never done. You're, it's never over till it's over. 
And then it's still not over if you're in Christ. Right. You just, you just change <laughs> it's location. Called, it's called <laughs> eternity, eternal life. So, again, I want to encourage people, get in the word of God and get you some hope. Because God pours water on ground that's thirsty. And it says, I forgot where it's written at. It says you can put a little water on a dying plant and it'll come back to life. This word is water. You got to put it, you got to apply it to your ground, which is your heart, and it'll spring up. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. Yeah. So when I go and read the word or meditate on what God told me to meditate on, oh, that brings me joy, which in turn gives me strength. It should. Yeah, because, again, God's positive, and we have to walk in this newness of life. If you're sitting there this morning and you think the best years of your life are behind you, you could probably convince yourself and make it so. But if you believe that God has something great for you still in your life, believe him that he does, you can make it so. If you think that there's just no hope for our relationship, my husband, my wife, we, we've, just, we've just messed it up too bad. You've got to get past that thinking and realize that nothing is impossible with God, that that relationship can still be fixed, that there is still hope that God can work and, and agree with him that all things are possible. If I, if I just believe that it's impossible, then it, I'm right because I'm never going to make an effort. Right. But as long as I believe that God can still work, that God, that nothing is impossible with God, and I agree with him on that, then allow him to lead me and guide me, there's no telling what might happen. You know what? You're right. I just saw something in Philippians 4. I know we went to 4.8, think on these things. But look what it says in Philippians 4.4 4 and 4.6. First he says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. He didn't say that twice. And then he said, Yeah, he wanted to make sure we knew yeah, that. He said rejoice always. But look what verse 6 says. Be anxious for nothing. Anxious means having anxiety. He says, be anxious for what? Nothing. What does that mean? Jesus says, do not worry. Well, well that's what basically what, it, what Paul <laughs> right. said. Be anxious for nothing. But look, he says, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. There it is. So that was a command. He said, don't be anxious. Don't have any anxiety. Then he went to say, finally, think on these things. Because as a man think it or believes in his heart, he said, think on something good. I tell people all the time, because I'm a personal coach, spiritual. I tell people all the time, think, stop thinking on how bad, wrong it could go. Start thinking on how right it could go. You know, I know people. <laughs> pessimism. There are people, I think, that are just naturally more pessimistic than others. There are people that's naturally more optimistic. God wants to renew well, our minds. Well, you know minds. what? That came from fallen man. We're, we're new creations now. The Bible but, you know, says that the word of Christ dwell in you. I know people that they can think of every worst case scenario there is. I know them too. I'm, I see them every day. I'm out and about in the community. I run into people all the time. And the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So whatever has been planted in abundance in your heart, you're going to release it out of your mouth, whether positive or negative. But when you get the word of God and allow it to grow up in you, that's what's going to come out of your mouth. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He'll always cause me to triumph. No weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. He'll never leave me more to forsake me. You have to 
you have to get God's word inside of your spirit and start believing that. And the Bible says we believe, therefore we speak. You got to speak that. And if you say something and don't doubt of your heart, it'll come to pass. If you say today I'm waking up, it's going to be a wonderful day. And you believe that and speak that. You'll have a good day. And well, actually, you know, I'm going to declare that now. My day is going to be great all day. And he says rejoice always. He doesn't say rejoice unless you have a bad day. Rejoice Richard. unless you have a flat tire. Rejoice unless you lose your job. Rejoice unless something bad happens. He says rejoice always. Well, I have a negative situation in my life right now uh, concerning some personal things. But guess what I'm doing? I'm not dwelling on that. I'm rejoicing. Because you know why? Because he told me in his word, all things will work together for the, the good. Good. For and those. James says, consider it all joy when you face tribulation. So I got to do that. I got to count it all joy. So I can't be sitting up here down and out. I got to I gotta meditate and think on what God said in his word. But see, I'm always amazed. See, because God says there, Paul writes, and I think he's speaking for God clearly, rejoice always. We as human beings, when something great happens, it's easy to rejoice. But as soon as something bad happens, we tend to not want to. This is where we have to renew our mind. We have to transform our mind and believe God that we are to rejoice always. And that's what it means to walk by faith. I'm walking. God said rejoice always. Okay. I'm going to walk by faith, not by sight. I'm not going to walk by what's perceived by the the system. I mean, the uh, senses. I'm not going to walk by the condition. I'm going to walk by what God said. If he said rejoice always, by golly, that's what I'm going to do. And I say it again, he says rejoice. Just in case you didn't hear me that first time when I said it. And, And you have to rejoice. And rejoice, just rejoice in the Lord and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. It, it'll be yours. Well, you know, and you talk. We talk about renewing your mind and and how people are. Um, we had a guy I knew in our church years ago. He's since passed away, um, gone home to the Lord. That no matter what happened, he was calm. I mean, <laughs> this his house was about to be flooded once, and he's like, you know what? If if God, that's what God says is going to happen. That's what's going to happen. I'm trusting that it's going to be there. But if it's not, you know what? I still trust God. I still love God, and it's all going to be okay. He's going to take care of me. He's going to work it to the good. And I mean, it did not matter in that man's life what happened. Now you and I probably both know people. They they got a hangnail. They're laid up for a week. There. I mean, life has just. Really got to I was him. just thinking, I sure would like to meet that guy, and I aspire to be like him, you know, just calm in, in every situation. Remind me of Jesus. Jesus didn't get anxious for anything. Even when they came to get him and all of that, the storm and all that, he didn't like, oh, boy, this is a doozy here. <laughs> this is a bad one. Yeah, even when they <laughs> ran out of wine at the wedding feast. He, oh, boy. Now, Where's Walmart? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and, and again, I'm, I'm reminded. Where's Bevmo? I'm reminded. <laughs> I'm reminded of Matthew 4, 4. Jesus gave us a command. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. That's what we should live by, what God said in his word. And, I, and I'm convinced if we do that, because I've done it in my life, if you live by what God said in his word, you will have peace that surpasses all understanding. People, again, I have a negative situation in my life, but I encounter people all day and they want to, get their violin out and play me the sad song, and they see me rejoicing. And they're like, you're supposed to be sad right now. No, I'm not, because I know what God said. He said, count it all joy (laughs) when you experience various trials and tribulations. Well, that's what I'm going to do. He said, don't think it's strange. So, well, okay. 
See, and this is why we have to live by faith, and this is why we have to live by the Spirit, because our human condition, if we live by our own sinful nature, if we just say, decide to live by that, we will not count it all joy when tribulation comes, here, because that, that is our human nature. That's how we were born originally, right. to be depressed when bad things happen. Well, he says, I want to transform you. I want to change you right. to the point where you can actually rejoice when bad things happen. I'm reminded of a scripture that says in First Peter First John, it talks about practicing righteousness. Well, you have to practice rejoicing. You have to practice thinking on good things. But well, we have a choice. We can live by our sinful nature and well, and be sad, yeah, you or can, you we can, can choose to, the, the yeah, spirit. You can continue to practice the old, but we're supposed to be practicing the new. But once you start practicing to walk by faith, walk by God's word, you're you're going to develop more spiritually. It's just like a muscle. If I go in the gym with little muscle and I go start working it out, doing it, exercising those muscles, they're going to develop. If I start doing what God's Word said, meditating on these things, guess what? I'm going to have just what he said, that peace which surpasses all understanding. If I think on things which are good, praiseworthy, of a good report, things are no noble, I'm going to get what he says I'll have. And that's what a lot of Christians aren't doing. They're not... When they, I hear all this that you just said, you hear Christians saying, when I hear them saying that, I know they're not doing this word. Right. They can't be. They, they, I told people, if you don't, if, if it's kind of your nature to be a little pessimistic, or if it's, even if it's not, cut this verse out, write this verse down, carry this verse, read this verse first thing in the morning, read it before you go to bed at night. I know people that worry at night. That's when they do their biggest worrying. Right before they go to sleep, they worry about all the things in their life. They can't sleep at night. Are these Christians? Oh, yeah. You know them, too. <laughs> if they're, oh, yeah, if well, they're honest, you'll... You, well, well, you're right. And uh, we just have to... We, as people who are maturing spiritually, we have to remind people. We have to stir them up and remind them what God said. I'm pretty good at encouraging people in the Lord. When I mean when I say that, I mean encouraging them about what God said in His Word. And again, receive that, plant it in your heart, like you say. Go, put it up, put it in the front of your eyes. Carry it in your wallet or your purse. Put it and in read your bathroom. ten times a day if you have to. Because that's how faith is going to come. Every time you see that or hear that or declare that, faith is going to come. You're going to get strengthened, and you're going to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Because now you're allowing that Word to take precedent over everything. Whatever is excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things, mm -hmm. you know. There, everybody in your life, if you're listening here and there's people in your life that you have an issue with, that, and some of them might be family, um, some of them might be coworkers, some of them might be neighbors, if all you think about is the negative things that they do, pretty soon you're going to not like them. Pretty soon you're going to, all you can think about is the negative. Think about what's positive. That's what he says. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. That person you're having a problem with, think about the good things about them. And there are good things about them. Put those things in your mind and cast out the things that you do not like. And watch how your attitude toward that person will change. Well, it's interesting you said cast out, because I, I woke up this morning... And of course, nobody's off limits to the enemy with negative thoughts. He'll, he'll, he'll bring those negative thoughts to anybody. And I was reminded of that this morning. It says in Corinthians, casting down every thought and every imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God or above the knowledge of God. So if a thought that's coming, that's exalting itself above the knowledge of God, he tells us in his word to cast it down, meaning throw it away from you. 
And then he tells you what to do. He said, replace it with the word of God, with that thought, with the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God is found in the word of God. He said, replace it with, with what he said. And that is going to bring that peace. And I was looking at the last part of the scripture, scripture Richard, 4.9, Philippians 4.9. Look, Paul said, the things which you learned and received, you got to receive them, and heard and saw in me, these do, and the peace of God will be with you. Peace of God means shalom, wholeness, nothing missing, nothing broken. He said, if you do what I just told you to do, take my instruction, because I'm an apostle, same thing today. We can use God's word. He said, you'll have what I say you'll have. And that's what we want to encourage Christians to do. We, that's what's going to ignite your faith on fire. Not just being a hearer of God's word, but do it. That's part of the doing too. Think on these things. Now, we can, it's easy to do that unless you don't have any self-control of your mind. <laughs> you can do that. You can think on something lovely. Well, you know, earlier you said imagination. And... Our imagination can run wild. Oh, I tell mean, me about it. <laughs> we, we got to make a phone call about something we don't want. And and this happens to people in their life. You, you have to make a phone call. There's something that you need to call somebody about or something going, and you just don't want to do it. And so the longer you put it off, the worse it gets. And our imagination can just start running wild about how it might work out and how terrible it might be. And that's just about anything. Your imagination, you know, you wake up in the morning and – and your elbow's sore, and pretty soon you remember that, oh, man, my whole arm is sore. And then you remember how this relative of yours had, they found a, a tumor in their shoulder, and then pretty soon they had cancer everywhere. And pretty soon now your your bum elbow went to, oh, man, maybe I got it too. And it just ruins now, people's whole day. Now you got to cast that imagination down and, and bring it go. into line with what he said. You know what he said? Whatever his pure. Scribes, what he said, by, that's pure. That's noble. That's a good report. By his stripes, you're healed. No weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. Now I got to replace this negative thought with the thoughts of God, because God's thoughts are pure, they're noble, they're a good report. That's the good news, the gospel. So He said, replace those thoughts with what I said. But again, in order to replace those thoughts with what God said, you have to be a student of the scriptures. You yeah, have you to have study. to know what the word you says. You have to know what it says. <laughs> and if you don't know what it says, you're stuck with those thoughts. And, and I like to say you're stuck on stupid. So you got to. The scripture says a lot of people, God's people are ignorant of his righteousness. So you have to be filled with the knowledge of the Lord's will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That's Colossians 1.9. And Paul even prayed for the church. And I'm, I like to pray this, that you receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. Basically what he's saying, get to know what God said. See, you know, a lot of times people don't realize what they're reading when it talks about transforming your mind. That means that your natural mind isn't right. 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 So, Wrong. so the, the thinking of your natural mind where it's easy to be negative, it's easy to see the faults in others, it's easy to, to let your imagination run wild. Those things are not right. You need to transform your mind from that to him and his thinking. And so when you read the word transform, that means the way you were isn't right. You can't stay there. You have to change. Well, because you were born with that sin nature. And then, you know, a lot of us didn't go. A lot of people like to say they was born again all their life. Well, that's not true because you didn't come out <laughs> your mother's womb screaming hallelujah. And I received Jesus as Lord and Savior. You got born again on a specific date. But... Prior to that, 
you had all kind of demonic influences. We, we are the enemy of God, yeah, Romans says. Right, you're an enemy of God. So now you got all these thoughts that are contrary to the thoughts of God. So now you get born again. Now it's time to get baptized. And then you have to start the transformation process, being transformed right, by the renewing of your mind. You know what? That's going to take some time because now you had all these thoughts and ideals and beliefs planted in you prior to transformation, prior to getting born again. And a lot of people don't follow it up with mind renewal. They just say, I'm, I'm saved and that's it. No, now you got to get the word of God inside of you. A whole lot. You got to get it inside of you in abundance. That's the only thing that's going to transform you. Fight, faith comes by hearing and hearing God's word. You got to constantly hear God's word. That's what's going to transform you. That's what's going to renew your mind. Hearing God's word and receiving it. It says in Thessalonians, the word that you received from us, you didn't receive it as the, a word from man, but a, the word from God, which works effectively in those who believe. So he's saying the word of God will work in those who believe, but you got to first receive it with meekness. You got to say, okay, I received this word in my heart and I'm going to meditate on it. I'm going to speak it. First of all, I'm going to believe it. And, and then I'm going to expect it to do what the word says. Just like the scripture, we're focusing on Philippians. As I do this, I'm going to expect what he said. I should get that peace, joy. I'm going to have these things because that's what I'm meditating on. I don't have to meditate on, the bills piling up or not or having how enough. my neighbor did me dirty or my sister I, did me dirty right, or my cousin did me dirty. I ain't got to be worried about how bad the country is going down. I'm not going to focus and meditate on that because whatever I meditate on is going to increase. So if I meditate on what God said, that's going to increase too. I have a relative. She watches Fox News all day and all uh -oh, night. Oh, she's a done deal. And can't do and that. It is. And I don't care if you're watching MSNBC or Vox or whoever. If you watch those kind of news things all day, well, over and over. They're all negative reports. And it's the same one. It's not new news. By the by, the afternoon or evening, they're just rehashing all the stuff. And so it's not even new stuff. So now it's just repackaged. Now, if you feed your spirit like that constantly oh, all soon day. soon the whole world's coming to an end. Yeah, this country's doomed. But I'm just saying, if you feed your spirit on the Word of God like you would do on one of those those secular news shows... You will well, be, you'll read be, the word of God instead of watching right. Fox or MSNBC. You will be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You will be strengthened with all glory, according all might, according to his glorious power, if you did that. Yeah, can you imagine somebody reading their Bible for eight hours versus watching Fox or MSNBC well, or something well, else? You know what? You actually ain't got to read your Bible. You can read your Bible for an hour, 30 minutes, but you can meditate. He tells us in Psalms 1, meditate day and night. Observe to do all that's written in it. And then we'll make our way prosperous, and then we'll have good success. You can meditate on it. You can speak it. You don't have to be in it all day. I read probably for 30 minutes in the morning, and then the rest of the day, I, I, I'm praying God's word. I'm meditating on God's word. And then, you know, when you come around me, I'm speaking God's word. So I guess I do live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. See, and it is possible as a Christian to say, you know what, I kind of like living the way I am. I don't really want to be transformed. But you're disagreeing with God because well, you, he wants you to be transformed. Well, you're not going to get the benefits 
you're gonna not gonna get your inheritance. You're not gonna get all that God has for you if you decide to do it your way. Right. We're not gonna get all the blessings that God wants for mm-hmm. us. Because you want to do it your way. Right. Remember, his ways are higher than our ways. His why thoughts... is it I can't have peace, people say? Why Why is it I don't have peace? Well, it's because we don't want to do it God's way. It's because we don't want to go to him with prayer and thanksgiving mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. everything in every part of our life. So if you want those things, you want love, joy, peace, kindness, you've got to do it God's way. you got to come to him. Last think... word, Vince. Last word. Remember this word from 2 Corinthians. We walk by faith, not by sight. Amen. We'll see you again tomorrow for more Faith on Fire. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire. P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.